Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, everybody. Hello. Thank you so much for coming tonight. It's lovely. So many faces I've not seen. Thank you. Hey, happy Oh. Oh, look, I've got a present here. I'll open it at the end if that's all right, because I'd already be distracted by... It's not ticking, is it? It might be. It might be okay. a venomous... It's anthrax. Well, you know how John loves anthrax. <laughs> the band. <laughs> Um, lovely. Yeah. Um, before I begin, though, I'd like to hand over to my colleague, uh, Paul Litchfield, who's got something to tell us. Yeah, hi. Um, I, first of all, I just want to say hello. Um, I've, I've just written a little thing, and it's, it, it's, it's from the heart. Um, I'd just like, well, I'd like to tell you how happy I am to see that you've all managed to come. <laughs> um, I hope that uh, John, Dan, and I managed to... Uh, Pleasure you all orally, <laughs> and um, hopefully bring you all off <laughs> to a very happy ending. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we getting laughs here? Um, anyway, um, <laughs> listen, for some, getting here has been an absolutely, it, it's been an ordeal. It's been very long and very hard. Uh, London is a busy place, of course, with nearly uh, 11 million proud members. Um, it's a busy place, of course. Um, one audience member, just over there, uh, told me that um, he literally had to beat his way through cockfosters <laughs> before nearly coming to a sticky end all over Seven Sisters. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and another um, uh, uh, fan, hello, over there, um, really, she nearly put her back out after tackling St. John's Wood <laughs> and uh, almost ended up being rear-ended on the ring road at Mud Shoot. <laughs> Um, tonight we are doing Carry On Camping! Hey. And hopefully in time we will visit them all. Um, we will of course draw the line on some of the dodgy ones. I don't think we're going to tackle um, Carry On uh, Falklands or um, <laughs> Carry On Fucking. Um, just, before the uh, just before the show, John said that he can't wait to get his hands off behind. Um, whilst Dan on a walk earlier on Hampstead Heath um, said he was very much up for a bit of cruising. Um, and I myself can't wait to sink my teeth into a well-deserved dick. And on that note, let's begin the Smash Pod! <clears throat> well, first of all, how are you? <laughs> Good. Welcome to another Smash Carry-On special. It's 1969, to so put your minds back. The Beatles performed their last concert. The Victoria Line was opened by the Queen herself. Media mogul Rupert Murdoch gains full control of the news of the world. While far off in America, Woodstock spread the message of unity and peace. Nixon succeeded Lyndon Baines Johnson as the 37th President of the United States. Charles Manson and his family were planning the end of the human race. And man landed on the moon. This is also the year that Sid Boggle and Bernie Lug wanted to see some tits and fanny at a campsite. <laughs> yes, it's Carry On Camping. And joining me to pay a... Pound. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, has you all been tweeting me about it all week and none of you fucking said it? Jesus. But 
They should have paid the booking fee. Yes, it's Paul Litchfield and Dan Thomas. <sighs> so, oh, also, an audience. Because we're live at King's Place, London. So, say hello. Hello. I could do better, but never mind. <laughs> so, no, everyone's mic'd up, right? Yeah, everyone's mic'd up. You're in the show. You're in the, you're show, in the show this time. You're the third members on... So Sid Boggle, Sid James, and uh, Bernie Lug, Bernie Breslau, they take their girlfriends to a film called Nudist Paradise. Can we join in right straight away? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't know what they're expecting. What the fuck from you, Dan? <laughs> no, man. Wait, so the film playing in this cinema, yeah. right? It yeah. just is. What's it called? Nudist Paradise. Nudist Paradise. No, nu- that's the one film that's showing there that yeah, week, right? This is 1968. Mm. Fucking Planet of the Apes was out that year. Right? <laughs> Fucking what was it? Like they could have gone to see the Odd Couple. Like I used to see tits, right? It's just nonsense. It's not just tits, though, is it? It's tits, tennis, and tents. <laughs> that's where the money is. Yeah. But they, they, they go in, and the entire audience, I. Carry On was the only ones I ever watch and go, right, this very specific person on the crew fucked up, right? And on this one, it was the person who hired the extras for this scene. Everyone in there is a businessman who looks like they got a face like thunder. Like, there's tits and tents in that. Have a good time. They're all like, oh, shut up, I can't listen to oh, the I, love, I like the man in particular who sat just behind yeah, the ball man. Like, Do you yeah. mind? I'm trying to masturbate. I absolutely love him. Pee Wee Herman. Fury. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of, I mean, because people will, will often pick up carry-on films for being, you know, tawdry. But in many ways, it was evocative of Scorsese's Taxi Driver, don't you think? <laughs> it's very similar. Taking women you like to watch effectively porn. Do you think this is one of the, one, the, one of the few carry-on films that goes straight in with sort of, like, proper nudity? As There's proper like, tits in it and bums. Bum bums, which is the Latin term. I mean, Emmanuel, it was Kenneth Williams' bum, but... In this one, it's ladies. But it is literally yeah. boobies and bums, isn't but it? But it's not straight away. There's a level of suspense. I remember watching this when I was a kid going, I reckon they're going to show our tits in a minute. Mm. And then, it, but they hope they keep their powder dry on it. And that's <laughs> the only right But it's, it's not till the end of the stock footage that they bought for a fiver of nudists. Uh, like, an old man on a bike. I don't want to see that, but fine, right? Uh, there there we are. There right, so this is what they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> this is great podcast. This is. Yeah. Right, we're gonna disc- I made a big slideshow and forgot to start it. <laughs> It's, it's my birthday. Do I like? I do. Absolutely I love that he loved those Sid chomping on his little ice lolly. Mm. Just occasionally going, God, bloody! <laughs> but you know, picture the scene: you come home to your girlfriend and say, "We're going to go watch a film tonight. It's called Nudist Paradise." And then she's shocked that you see naked people. Well, you probably didn't tell her that we're going to see Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. Therefore, <laughs> what I do love about this because a lot of th- one of the things that really annoys me about films is when uh, people have to eat in a scene, and because they're going to have to do fifteen takes, they just take the smallest little bite mm. and pretend to bite. Sid. Fucking went through 17 of these fuckers, right? He's having a will. I mean, probably get, I'm just going to inject some of my own something into this lollipop. I mean, it's a vodka lolly, right? Yeah, Definitely, yeah, right? Yeah. But he's ploughing through them. And the fellow behind him is really going for it, isn't he? That's the man who's. Do you mind? I'm trying to masturbate. That's him. Mm. Um, and I always think it's this. This is the film where, on the way out, when they hurry out, that um, Bernie hits his head on the um, exit sign, but it isn't. No, that's uh, Star Wars. That's convenience. Right. And Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That bloke beyond him looks like the guy from The Shining. It's like, you've always been here, sir. <laughs> Join me in the red bathroom. You can look at my lolly. It's a very different Shining, isn't it? If yeah. in that room there's just Sid with that guy dressed as a dog. But Sid is going <laughs> <laughs> the coming. So, um, anyway, Joni's brilliant in this. I love Joni's uptightness. She's very, very, very funny in this scene, isn't she? Yes. Well, she's called Joan Fussy. <laughs> Joan Fussy. Torba was up all night on this one. <laughs> we were you're... talking about this earlier, weren't we, about... Uh, it's quite confusing, because a lot of them are called their own names in this one. So yeah. Sid is Sid, Joan is Joan. Um, but then you have Dr. Soper. Yeah. Um, just, I just stay with one thing, I think. It's, it's a double-barrel thing, though, isn't it? Soper, tits, wank. Ah, of course, yes. yes. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. Uh, meanwhile, Terry Scott comes home to Betty Marston. And he's got loads of lovely brochures for them to go on glamorous holidays, but she's already checking the bloody camping. Do you think that this is her film? I do. 
Yeah, maybe. I yeah. think she carries the whole film. I think she's spectacular in this. That laugh is absolutely the finest thing I've ever heard. And she never listens to anything he says because he talks about he's going off to have affairs with all sorts of people and she doesn't listen. <laughs> that's, that's such a weird, dark joke. He goes, how was work today? He goes, I did opium in the toilet while injecting smack into my cock end. And she's like, how lovely, dear. Like, what the fuck is this bit? And I think, you know, after that, I just can't trust him. <laughs> I don't know what's true or not. Um, I, I've put here, he should strangle her and go to prison. Then he can have a lovely holiday. <laughs> Speaking of someone who's been on camp and holidays, I'd rather be in prison for heroin. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some, there's some lovely sort of like traditional British carry-on xenophobia in there where he's like, I thought we'd go to a lovely hotel abroad. And she's all like, oh, no, no, you'd hate that. Or that oily food. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, Charles Autry is... Uh, oh, I, I, have one, I have one question before we... Sure. Move on. There's yeah. a bit... There's a, again, we've talked about this on the other episodes of Carol. There's things that sound like a joke, but aren't. And she's talking about some other camp and holiday they've gone on. And she says, he says, well, like, remember when we ran out of toilet paper? Yes, and what did we do then? We had nothing to write to your mother on. <laughs> the f- what does that mean? <laughs> Means It's got the rhythm of a joke. Yeah. Means she's a toilet. Does it mean she's his a mother, or a His mother, I can explain this. His mother, her mother, sorry, lived in the house from Beauty and the Beast. When the spell happened, she was turned into a toilet. Ah. And she received her mail via the toilet roll. In that case, may I say you need a more durable paper? If it's coming up the flush, right? Bog roll dissipates quick. What she needs is one of those plastic toilet papers from when we were kids in school. Well, 1969, they're going to be the rough toilet paper. That's a good point. Fair enough, then. I stand corrected on this, then. Are you all fine now? It's now canon for you. It's all fine. All right. Yeah, that's what it was like. Though, You'd so. have to have at least four ply, I think, if you were applying a big pen. Exactly, yeah, you can't use, yeah, a use a sharpie. It's going to go straight no. through. Same thing as fax paper, wasn't it? What, the sort of laminate paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. Did you fax toilet roll back then, do you think? <laughs> Someone would have a shit in uh, Stuttgart. Uh, and you could just <laughs> fax the mandrex. We'd have to ask. Does anyone know if any in the 68 you could fax a sentient <laughs> Does toilet? anyone here know? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any toilet people? No, I'm not going to This is King's Cross. Um, so, Charles Hawtrey is fumbling with Valerie Leon in a tent. He's Mr. Maggins. No one, is he? Fully no one. This is again, this is, we walk in. The oh, Dan, so soon, so shot. soon with the derision. This just, it, oh, me, this is going to happen a lot. I yeah. know you boys love it. It's shit. Now then, mm. now then. This is that thing of what, it happens a lot of things that look like a sexual assault. Is paid for love. Well, that's because it's sexual assault. But no, on this occasion, it's not. He is. He's he's molesting her in a tent. It's Valerie Leon. All he said is she helped me put the pole up. And what he means, I think, is a tent pole. Because if he means his cock, that's the end of his time in this film. (laughs) He has to go to jail. No, but I would argue, and this isn't putting any of the victims in shade, but if you're hassled by Charles, it's like having a bee bother you in a pub garden. Also, I, it's, it's, is it Valerie Leon? Yeah. yeah. When she comes out the Sorry, tent... I mean so enthusiastically. <laughs> we <laughs> we yeah. both went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes, and Valerie Leon. Because she comes out and, she, and she's like, what is going on in here? And she's like, I was just showing him a tent. She's having a wheel of a time. Now then, I, I don't want to shame anyone or anything, but v- listen, Valerie Leon in a tent with Charles Autry isn't having the best time. <laughs> no. And she looks like, oh, what a nice man. He's not. He's dirty Charles Hawtrey. <coughs> but don't worry, because Sid comes in dressed like George Lazenby from 1969. <laughs> <laughs> or Daniel Craig from 2022. It's which, either, either one. Yeah. Which one you want to take it? But yeah, sorry for listeners at home. He's wearing the same orange polo neck. And this was the same year the film came out. <laughs> so are they wearing the same one? Both shot at Pinewood or Elstree, whatever. Yeah. Um, so Bernie and Sid want to come in because they want to get, um, they want to get, they want to go to that holiday camp with all the nudie ladies and presumably nudie men. They haven't really yeah. talked about that, have they? No. Like, there's going to be Bernie. There's going to be tits and fannies, and he's, he should be like, there's going to be loads of cocks as well. And the so logic is, if they, if they see tits and that and willies, they'll be, because uh, we haven't explained. The backstory is. They oh yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie I don't think they've ever had sex. This is a carry on film. No, no. They haven't yet had sexual intercourse with anyone in reality. Bernie kissed his girlfriend and she was sick. Yeah. yeah. Look at 
this picture. This just genuinely, this doesn't look like a picture from a comedy, does it? It looks like he, they both look like they work from Rumbelows and they come to get the TV you can't fucking afford. Can you imagine? Anyway, they also, haven't been laid in a while. Can no. you imagine Sid James Starkers in a nudist camp? Exactly. I mean, he'd look like a satchel with legs. Yeah. It, it would look like a butcher shop in an Alan Moore comic. He'd <laughs> look like Bigfoot's taint. <laughs> like someone pushed a yam through a tennis racket. I've got more. Any more, go on. Like Alan Sugar's dead uncle. <laughs> like a crab stick on a satchel. Like a gravy boat full of stolen hair. And finally, like a gypsy's anvil. <laughs> oh, we had to get through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Sid's plan is, Bernie, we're going to take them to this nudist camp whether they like it or not. I... I genuinely hate Bernie in this film. Why? And I, because he keeps ruining it all the time. Yeah, he keeps going, yes, because we want to fuck you. Ooh. And every time he's like, I can't take Bernie back in. You know, I'll fucking kill you. Because he's so desperate. I haven't had sexual intercourse and I'm 109. I want to fuck. How old do you think Sid James is there, by the way? Now? No, there. <laughs> Then he's probably like weirdly he's probably <laughs> my age. He's the same age now. Like he's just like he, yeah. How old is he there? I mean, he's somewhere between. The trouble is you can't tell in the sixties, could you? Because he's either twenty-eight or seventy. Yeah, he kind he kind of looks like if Morph had had horrible cancer and had got through it, and you're like, <laughs> you look great, Morph. A dried-out Morph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Chaz was helpful. It's just all the time, poor <laughs> Bernie's always like, that's because you said that, just have a modicum of common sense. You're trying to get a leg over here. I know he's doing it for comedy effect, but, you know. Wow. Well, well how's that working out? Who said? Yeah. No. <laughs> and we'll never know. We're in I've, a basement in I've, London, there's no signal, we can't even look it up. <laughs> Sid, Sid's aimless, uh, ageless, isn't he? Timeless. I think he's 50 odd because he died, what, seven years later when he was, what, he had a drink of water, didn't he? That yeah, he had a drink of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> that's his joke, him a by salad. the way, I'm just repeating it. Before yeah. I was like, he's stealing for fucking Paul Litchfield now. Um, Chase Place, why is Chase Place? It's an all girls school. school. Yeah, it's an all girls. It's, like it's like fucking cell block H. It's Chase Place is a uh, school for girls who are in their early thirties. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. That girl there in between, lovely looking lady, thirty-four years old, right? <laughs> and in the background there, who's that? That's Olive from on the buses, everyone. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Keep the, my thing going. The, so, what is the plot of this bit? So they, we meet the girls and they're yeah. beating their living piss out of each other. Yeah. Not in like a fun fighting way. It's like quite visceral, isn't it? Probably like born identity. Shit Not in a kind of right? check your the parents are upstairs and you can keep the door shut way either. They're just no, they're kind she's of, got oh. a woman's hair and she's banging it into the ground. Like, uh, and the boys are like, it's just like the scene from the fucking Untouchables, right? Yeah. My favourite... Babs is just like, you know my favourite fucking game? Baseball. Because you work as a fucking team. And then she just clubs a woman again. <laughs> right? And then the window opens and there's like two... Again, oh, all right, boys. Boys, 52, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Meet you in the usual place. And they get there like it's a secret place. And then when it cuts to it, they're literally fucking on the bench outside the school, which is not the school. I recognise it. It's the cafeteria from Pinewood, oh, which yeah. is the place... You should where say, he's been to Pinewood, so yeah, he's yeah, always... Yeah. I had lunch up. there and sent you a picture. Yeah, right? did, yeah. and, uh, and it's the bit where Red Grant beats the fake James Bond Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same place. And the, yeah, Babs is getting fingered there. It's just... <laughs> I'm just saying it's rich with cinematic history. <laughs> Doctor, no. <laughs> oh, oh, Doctor Soper, no. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so they're going to go... They're going to go on this trip as well. And then he says to uh, Hattie, it's my experience that once young people sample the delights of country life and the wonders of nature, they can't get enough of it. Because it, in carry on, by the way, is a huge word. It basically means fucking. Yeah. If you don't repeat 
the article later in the sentence is confusion. They go, you yeah. must have changed the topic from fresh air to fucking. Yeah. 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 I've made yeah. you some toast. Would you like a bit of it? And it's like, oh, I don't want to fuck toast. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, Sid and Bernie turn out to pick up the girls and we meet um, Amelia Ban- Bainton, yeah. who's in Carry On Films a lot. I looked it up. Uh, she's only 11 years older than Joan Sims. She's playing her mum. Jesus H. Yeah, and she's playing. She's she's the exact doing exactly the same role that she does in Abroad uh, yeah. for Mr. Tuttle. Mm. Uh, she's doing the mother again. And she's basically saying the same things. Wrap up warm. Don't eat foreign food. Blah 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 mm. blah. Yeah. Don't do anal that. on the first date. Don't do anal on the first date. No. She says that. That's, that's interchangeable with Charles Autry as well. So it's fine. <laughs> but she says to. Uh, she says I. Um, they think. They might think your intentions are horrible. I've got sore misgivings. You want some ointment for that? Yeah. <laughs> Great, joke. Great joke. I like the way that she basically says, I fucking hate Sid Boggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no backstory for the character. She might know some horrific things about Sid. Well, I'd imagine that... I, we don't know how long Sid's been dating Joni in this, but let's say... Three months. All right, three, three months. months. Yeah. So the reason why she hates Sid is because every time Sid comes round to the house, he rings the doorbell with his dick... <laughs> And he comes in and just goes, sex, please, sex, please, sex, can I have sex? I want some sex! That's why she's just fed up with this sex maniac what coming around. She says please, though. That's After something. three months. Yeah. And I, maybe I'm being too liberal. <laughs> it feels like... If you think you Joni should have put out a bit? If you haven't done it by then, it's not going to happen. It's a, right. bit, it's a bit like... Um, it's a bit, I got the drummer from Spinal Tap once said, if you, if you haven't written a song in 15 minutes, leave it, it's not going to happen. Got you. And it's a bit like, if Joni hasn't given it up in a week and a half, it's not going to happen. Week and a half? I think that's even reason. Good Lord. <laughs> Blimey. Oh, blinking neck. Now I feel like an absolute shagger. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> a fucking George Best over here. <laughs> or Callum. <laughs> um, fucking suitcases full of the fucking car though, right? I hate you in arms. <laughs> right? Who? Who? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Terry Scott and Betty Marsden stop in a field for a picnic, get attacked by a bull. We don't need to talk about that. Hang on. Not they they go from their house yes. in London. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, are, they mention it that they're in Salisbury at one point. Mm. They bike 87.7 <laughs> miles. <laughs> For their holiday. And they don't seem to have the thighs of common cyclists, do they? They like. (laughs) What do you want to be, Bradley Wiggins? I'm just saying. I don't know any female cyclists. There's a couple of things. First of all, I love the fact that this is actually the grounds of Pinewood, right? Most of the places. Of course. So the the cafeteria earlier. Literally, imagine being the scout, the the location scout on Carry On film. Good. I'm just going to go out and do a location scout, walking out, coming back in. I thought you were doing a scout. Fucking did. Found everything. Yeah. If you're the location scout at Pinewood, you open the blind and you go there. Yeah. Also, as I'm sure you all know, the grass there has been painted, painted. green. Because <laughs> this was filmed in October. Oh, but it's uh, apparently at some point it says it's set in August. But you can yeah, see everyone's no. There's breath. There's breath coming out all over the Which shop. Which makes no. sense when it's set and you know he's pissed. It's but everyone else wants an excuse. Uh, so the Chase Place girls are going to a hostel after visiting Stonehenge. This is, film's just full of little bits where you're like, why is this in the film? It's a carry-on film. Yeah, but it's carry-on camping as opposed to carry-on. This should be called carry-on on the way to camping for eight minutes at the end. Yeah. No. Oh, we'll get to that. But you're never going to quite get Pinto with a carry-on film. <laughs> um, it's a series of bon mots, one set piece, then they don't know where to end it, and then it ends. Yeah. And that's how carry-on films work, and that's where they're fucking amazing. Where's Pinto's carry-on film? <laughs> Carry on whinging about bollocks. There you go. Coming soon to a cinema near you. To be fair, it was what? It was put on pause. Oh. Oh. No, come on, that's fine. That's very good. Uh, Get out. I I like this exchange, though, where where Charles Autry sees the girl with the cow. This is definitely one Torbo Rothwell in a pub and wrote on a matchbox. Yeah. Uh, What's a nice girl like you doing with an old cow? I'm taking her to the bull. Oh, couldn't your father do that? No, it has to be the bull. And, and then and breaks the fourth wall. He breaks the fourth wall. He flea bags it. Yeah. 30 years before her. And he'd have definitely gone, I, I like it out the bum as well, by the way. <laughs> Which he did, so that's perfect. You know, you he, can't argue he, he was a very happy man in the end <laughs> when he died. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. He just looks at us like... Well, I've written here that Charles Hawtrey with bare legs and a backpack looks like a diseased chicken that's dressed up as a human to try and escape a farm. <laughs> 
Which I think's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> so Sid, Bernie and the ladies have a stop briefly while um, Anthea, the other one, is sick a lot. Probably imagining the state of Bernie's cock. <laughs> like, a, like a sausage in a nest. Have we uh, talked about the, <laughs> the coach driver? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about him off, off the air. Um, yeah. Julian Holloway. Julian Holloway, yeah. who should be... Fa- I, do you know, Google him. He had a remarkable career in Hollywood. Uh, doing cartoons in the 90s. What, making the cartoons or doing the voices? Doing the voices. Okay. Obviously, otherwise was he just drawing pictures in his home? <laughs> yeah, I do cartoons, mate. Do you? And uh, he was... But he would be, again... And I, I understand it's a carry-on for but <laughs> he immediately would be fired. These are supposed <laughs> to be... 16-year-old girls, and he's just like, Grr! you, you, right, we're going to have to check your DBS again, because this is not DBS right. carry on time. <laughs> really, there's no such thing. Dirty bum sex. <laughs> oh, Do yeah, you have your see. dirty bum sex certificates, huh? I certainly have. He's showing he's a bit smudged. As you can see, it's, um, it's signed. I love it. It's just the fact that he sees, there's nothing funnier than a man going, I mean, obviously, never do this nowadays, everyone. Yeah. You're in a safe space. You can't do that now. But back then, you could literally just wander around aimlessly, and if you saw anyone that tickled your DNA in some weird way, you could just go... What, what and you know what? They loved it. Yeah, it's fine. It what made them live longer. To, um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Until the late 80s, bless them. What was your favourite carry-on uh, horny reaction? Is it... And there's Bernie sort of had more of a sort of... And, but Kenneth Connors, I think, is the apex, isn't it? Connors, full, horsey... Full... Yeah. His legs twitching. <laughs> Why does he the tap the, the back of his neck? It's an Eric Morgan thing as well, isn't it? Where he keeps all his cum. Oh, yes. But well, that's going to make it come out, is I've got to tap the cum back into my neck. That's a weird sentence. I mean, that's... that's yeah, I mean, we, we, we won't get into science, but that's just the way... It if anyone here knows biology... Why is Kenneth Connor trying to tap the cum back into his own neck? I think we could be here all He's day blinding people here. with He's science. He's trying to get it out, isn't he? It's like the end of the ketchup bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to <laughs> what? You Sal- created the imagery, I'm just... Salad cream. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, where were we, John? Yeah. Well, Charles Hawtrey's tent's been blown up. So he asks to have a room. Oh, I fucking hate that joke. A uh, nearby cottage, and the only thing he's after his daughter when he's patently clearly is not. And you look <laughs> at him. This is uh, the other. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you were here before, so you must have impregnated my daughter. It's put your fucking glasses on. Past. Yeah, but it's building to a beautiful joke. Is it? Yeah. Oh, thank God, John's on my side about one bit right now. No, when Terry, right. when Terry turns up, because oh, well, I came and she really liked it. Oh, I liked it. Did you? He literally... So I thought I'd come back with some more. Oh! <laughs> this is the same... It this confusion. time I'll pay for it. Yeah. He, he literally... St- he turns up with a pot of milk and says, I was here before, and he specifically says, yeah. for milk. And then he says, yeah, I was here before and I had a little bit. And he goes, oh, I guess we've changed the subject from milk to fucking. Like, No. None of that. Dan, I just want Dan if you gently tug at the seams of, of these things, and it all just falls away, and it's best just to appreciate the whole rug. But Terry Scott gets sharp <laughs> the ass. I think Terry Scott's walking away buckshot in the ass is very, very funny. It is. He does do good comedy bum shot. He does that, and when he gets back to bed, he's just like, I've been shot. <laughs> In the anus. I've been shot in and about the anus. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, that sounds like a raptor. I will now have to shit through a colander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter. It'll be like one of those Play Doh hairdressing things, but <laughs> oh. the other way round. Oh. Just speculating. Oh. <laughs> Uh, like putting mincemeat through a hairnet. <laughs> Sorry, I was you got any more overthinking. Down? No, no, I'm done. No, no, no. Uh, so they travel to a campsite named... Oh, oh, how did that get in there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that got in there. Um, we'll move on. So they travel to a, camp, a campsite called Paradise. Yay! Yay! Best bit of film, best bit of film, yeah, best yeah, yeah, bit of yeah. film coming up. All asses must be shown. Brilliant joke. Shown. Funny. And then back it up, we've gone for a pee. Come on. Oh, it's a great joke. Yeah. And now we get 
It is. It is the creme de la creme moment, isn't it? It's, I like to think of it as a show place. It's. Def- I like how hot and panicky, but oh, worth it. When he sees the money, he keeps seeing Sid Bockle's wallet, and he's all. Like he's sexually aroused. He has the same reaction to oh. literally a pound note as he yeah. has to the jewels in yeah. carrying up the Kyber. Yeah. Yeah. He's prizing them out of the bra. I love him. This is brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's such a wonderful bit. Also, um, uh, me and Paul both looked up what the uh, equivalent oh, yeah. value of a pound was. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Because when this I was, was a good, kid, this was an argument earlier. He's asking a pound for membership, for entry, for tent hire, everything, right? Mm. Per and person and per tent, and per then ten. membership fee. So Sid gives him ten pound. But this is 1969, so their holiday. We don't establish how long they're there for. It looks like it's two days. Yeah. Um, yeah. 210 pounds and 59p in in our money now. Yeah, yeah. And I, don't, I don't feel so bad now because at the time when I was a kid watching this, going <laughs> fucking hell, Sid, just pay the money. It's a <laughs> for a, it's for a, a shower block. You find yeah. one camp shower. Yeah, exactly. Two hundred and ten pounds and fifty nine. To be fair, that's centre parks, isn't it? Oh, that is true. <laughs> that's true. Stick it in a tree. You make an extra grand, don't you? Yeah. See you coming. You don't there. even get a pea Butterworth. No. <laughs> but this scene is brilliant. A pound per person. Per ten. But you should have paid the we paid your booking fee. Mm. I like the fact that his fingers are just. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> He he steals it. He's so good. Go on. Oh, I just I fucked it up. Look, look at that. Look, you're seeing behind the window now. Oh, how's that getting there? Uh, there, you there you go. I can listen to that forever. Oh. Um, well, I like this line here. When they get there, they realise it's not a nudie camp. No. And Butterworth says, "I can't have people walking around here naked. I've got my hands to think of." <laughs> It doesn't take much to put them off their laying. Sid says, it doesn't take much to put me off mine. Hey! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they realise the harsh reality that their sexy campsite is nothing of the sort. No. It's a normal campsite. And one that's been painted green, which is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> and covered in the shittest wet bogs you could ever imagine in the middle <laughs> of summer. Um, to add to their disappointment, though, yeah, it's not a paradise damn field. So they agree to stay there after Fiddler refuses a refund. Yeah. So Sid and Bernie put the tent up. And, um, it's, I, I feel sorry for the carry-on people that this was written in the time before pegging. <laughs> because Cause it's all there, isn't it? It's all there. It was, it hang on, hang on, pray silence. <laughs> I like the fact that Sid James Arso is a 1940s car. Lovely, lovely, lovely touch. He's, he's got Brum in there. Brum. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Charles Autry sees Terry Scott having his bottom scene too. Pound. 
Uh, and I like this. I like this because Bay Marsden finishes p- picking out the buckshot and then gives me a little slap on the bum like a little baby. That's brilliant. <laughs> Love that. And it's a really good sound effect when they come out. As yeah. They, as, as they come out of his bum. Uh, and then he comes in their tent. <laughs> 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 Not like that. You're better than that. <laughs> and then uh, he says, uh, perhaps she says, perhaps Mr. Muggins doesn't like seeing people get into their undies into the bag. And I was like, of course he fucking does. Yeah. <laughs> Lives for it. And then he says, oh, I don't mind. That is if you and your husband wish to be alone. And she says, what on earth for? <laughs> and then you get that look. What I love is, the, is it, uh, Charlie Hodge's character in this is, the, is just the indifference to anything that's going on around him is really good fun. Also, I just like, is it, would you, would you bad awfully? <laughs> I kind of love all that with him. I like to this. imagine that a young author many years ago watched this and was inspired because you've got the Potters <laughs> right. and Muggins. <laughs> and she's called Harry Potter. Harriet Potter, yeah. At one point, she calls herself Harry Potter. There you go. He'd be Hufflepuff, wouldn't he, Charlie Hawtree? They put put the sorting hat on Charlie Hawtree, he'd be Hufflepuff. And it's not very good. I mean, there's that similarity as well. Ken Ken Williams would be Slytherin. (laughs) Sid would be... uh, Sorry. Sid Slytherin? No, Sid can't be Slytherin. Sid needs to be hero, so Sid needs to be... um, He'll be, uh, what they call... Gryffindor? Uh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah, he's Gryffindor. <laughs> You'd yeah. have a Bernie, would be. Um, a, a Ravenclaw, Mark, just nothing. Oh, why, are it, why are we going <laughs> down this road? Um, <clears throat> uh, where am I? Yeah, so. Hang on. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've lost my notes. Oh, yeah. So Bernie and Sid get further disappointment when the girls won't share a tent with them. And then Bernie stands up and breaks the tent. <sighs> like all great, sad comedy heroes. Yeah. They have to put a little umbrella up, don't Anyways, they? Anyways, he's like... Uh, I, mean, I don't want to complain, but uh, the thing that pisses me off about this is Go there's on. a hole in the roof for the tent, right? Yeah. And they put the umbrella inside the tent. Yeah. yeah. So when it drips, it's just going to keep dripping in the tent. Yeah. If you put the umbrella through the hole and then open it, they're clear. Right. End of note. Or, if, <laughs> or just... I have no just, more notes on this Just film. like go and be in another film. <laughs> be all right then, wouldn't it? You just, you just, just be in another movie. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's yeah. where we're going to get. So meanwhile, so Kenneth Williams is uh, being set up by all the girls at Chase Place over and over again to end up in a uh, bad situation with Hattie Jakes in compromising positions with Matron, mm. and we now get to a point in the Carry On Oeuvre. <laughs> oh, sorry, I done it again. I have no idea. The oh, that's not yet. Um, where because Matron gets sort of sort of inappropriately goosed or looked at by Ken well, twice and know. is furious we, about yeah, stuff. We don't see. He reaches in. And, and then her heart in. melts later on and she well, becomes she's ardent. She's, again, a, she's a virgin, isn't she? She is. Oh. But there's a bit where she talks virgin about the fact... Virgin, I'm crazy, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> there's a bit where she talks about how she used to love a man who looked just like him in a hospital. So now suddenly Carry On is becoming like... Shared universe. It's becoming the metaverse, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the C-O-C-U. It's all getting a bit odd. And when they Open. go later on to the, uh, to the abbot's place to see the monks making the pass water... Don't spoil the oh. film. When, when they go there, that might be where Bernie's character then joins the order to then become uh, in Carry On Abroad. So we can start... Yeah, fuck, it's all making sense now. Finally, we could start now creating a timeline in the metaverse of Carry On films. I love the fact that they can't actually this make can be done. film ever again, yet we've created a shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love there. the fact a picture of Talbot Rothwell in my head now, like that Charlie Day meme with the strings. Yeah. Gonna, it all has to link together, otherwise I've been wasting my life. Well, Who I, gives a monkey about Spider-Man metaverse where you could have a Sid metaverse? <laughs> where there are millions of combinations of Sid out there. So Hattie, wow. Hattie, Hattie Jake's pleased for patience as she says she's inexperienced in such, such matters. Now that is fucking acting, isn't it? Yeah. Hey? Okay. <laughs> okay. So more cocks than pippins. Um, wait, is that, well, uh, wait, hang on, is that true? Damn. Yeah. What, she, she took in lodgers in real life. Oh, and bless her. John Lameze used to sit downstairs and smoke pot just to get through it. Fuck me, I've never heard any of this. What's going on? Right, no, no. <laughs> That's so the wait, first line in John Lameze's autobiography. <laughs> Well, I haven't read John LeMessurier's autobiography. But no, fuck me. But so um, Hattie... What's the first line in his autobiography? Fuck me. <laughs> so John LeMessurier, the first line of his autobiography. So I was sitting in the living room smoking weed while my wife got fucked upstairs. Yes! When did this come out? Because that wasn't... So right, his entire marriage to Hattie Jakes is when it happened. They made a drama about it. Hell of a drama. It's very well documented... Documented? 
documented down. Um, Hattie liked lovers and then settled on a long-term lover. John Le Messier, uh just let it happen and just sort of accepted it in, into the marriage. So in real life, Hattie was a raver. I always thought of them as very... John liked the old herb. (laughs) Sorry, the herb. Do you mind awfully if I have a whitey? (laughs) (laughs) That's very white, sir. Would you mind awfully? That's a shame. I always thought of them very much as the Ross and Rachel of the uh, (laughs) 60s comedy sets. I say, would you mind awfully if I did a line? (laughs) It's all been very nice. I will say this, within the universe of the film, she says she's inexperienced, but she also says, um, I need you to give me some time before we... um, Mm. Um, uh, But I think you'll find it's worth waiting for. How does she know? She hasn't done it before. That's like me saying, give me a time to do the bricklaying. I'm sure I'll be fine at it. I've never done it. I don't know. I think she knows how it all works. Well, I know technically how to lay a brick. Not like that. But... um, I feel like we're dwelling too much on this. Um, <laughs> so Sid is fed up with everything because he's got a cold the next day because he's had to hold an umbrella inside the tent while it rained. And he wants to go home. That is until... Oh, yeah, sorry. That. that is until... The ravers turn up. Chase Place turn up. Fucking hell. Look at this. You can't see this picture at all if you listen to it. Yeah, sorry. How sad rubbing. does Peter Butterworth look at the end of that? <laughs> he looks miserable. He's w- roaming around Pinewood in October and the grass is painted green. <laughs> Probably fucking freezing. His, his character off. mentioning a pound is getting paid more than he is as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's upset. So the party arrives at the campsite the next day with Sid and Bernie are only too happy to assist the girls in setting up their tents. Their plan being to fuck them in their tent while their girlfriends watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice joke though where Sid puts his uh, feet in the uh, stew. Oh yeah, it's quite a good joke, isn't it? It's, good, yeah. it's quite a good joke. Yeah. Quite a good joke. It's all right. Well it? done, Torvald. Yeah. You also get the good joke in a minute where Kenneth Williams tells a girl to stop doing her bed and set the tent. Tent up first, bunk up later. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that joke. So Terry Scott and Betty Marsden turn up. Beautiful British summer when the breath is visible, visible in the air. <laughs> and the following morning, Dr. Soper leads an outdoor aerobics session during which Bab's bikini flies off and he catches it. Oh, how did that get in there? <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I don't... Fucking hell. I don't suit hats. <laughs> well, that is the part of being young is that you grow up and realise you don't suit hats. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know, Scott, there. So, the aerobic session there. Um, How so mental do you need to be as a headmaster? <laughs> a to doctor? Go, to just a doctor, yeah. A doctor, yeah. He's just like... Now, I think I'll just have all these young women just bend about in public in front of... Clearly, see the old man because it's definitely not just Sid and Bernie. Every everyone there is a dirty old pervert, and he's yeah. just like, right, bend over and show us your tits. This is perfectly appropriate. Yeah. Well, you know, it's different time, different time. It was a different time. You know, a lot of people have got different theories about this, which I think we can explore here. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. <laughs> Who knows what the tr- where we'll the truth know. lies? All I will say is don't get caught in the, the eye of the storm because all of us Look don't at now lovely face Putin, there. So. <laughs> this is probably regarded, I'd imagine, as the sort of Samuel Carry on moment, isn't it? I would say yeah, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. would I mean, cite this phrase, as, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as the thing. Because you heard the story about how this how this was shot. Was it? Was it a fish line? It was a. Some poor stage and has literally got a fishing rod yeah. out of shot that's attached to her bra and he's just got to get the right action. He's got to reel it in. And it's a carry-on film, so the director goes, right, when I say action, I want you to grab your rod. Yeah. And he's like, fucking can't wait. No, 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 no. Fucking it working here, he said. Grab your rod, or you can hear the next field is Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a tug. <laughs> so Sid and Bernie go to the uh, shower to listen to the ladies showering. And they find a glory listen hole. Listen to the ladies showering. This is how desperate they are. To I listen to ladies shower. I want to hear the sound of water on skin. I want to hear women get clean. I mean, all I'm saying is that there was probably a young man who wrote the Porky script watching this and being like, oh, ah. light bulb. Um, yes, because there's a sort of glory hole in the shower block, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know why. It's plugged up as well, so it means what? What? <laughs> Is it like one of those bikes you need to hire like in London? Knot. You get a yeah, certain a amount of time. Wood, yeah. Yeah. So they put they yeah. instead of fixing. Well, I guess that makes sense in character of uh, 
Josh uh, Fiddler that he's not going to repair it. He's just going to put a cork in a hole. Or, um, or something else. I think you're being very innocent on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Darling, he's Dan, just what are your thoughts, by the way, about the hole. hole in the wall in the shower scene in general with um, men looking at women um, shower? You okay uh, with that? It's fine. Are you fine with that? <laughs> All Good. I will say is that, you know, it's something that became very trendy years later is that Kenneth Williams shows us what the perils of it are. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that. That's what happens. He, he looks in innocently like, oh, and he gets toothpaste in his face. So then we get the, the story that the girls are going to go and visit an abbey. What the fuck is this all about? <laughs> this has no place in the they film They went to an abbey and filmed for a scene that lasts, what, four minutes? I know. Yeah. That's the location to go to again going, oh, fuck. I can get us an abbey for 50 quid? Oh, <laughs> fine. You know. Oh. Somehow, Sid James has returned. <laughs> Watch, wouldn't you watch this version of Name of the Rose? Right. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd watch Christian Slater's bum going up and down yeah. and be like, yeah, be going, <laughs> Also, weirdly, he looks like, like something like the Jedi. Like, he could be the Jedi, couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'll give you the Force or something. Yeah. Help, help us, Sid James. What it would be. You're yeah. our only hope. Grope. Grope. N- knobs. Help me, Obi. Obi Bum Kenobi, our only grope. Semen three. Yeah. Ken is Darth. Uh, anyway, no, I'm not so going to cast it. I'm not going to cast so it. So Babs goes up to the monks. I knew they were told very clearly you're not allowed to speak to them because they've all taken a vow of silence. Yeah. Sid is, lifts up his robe and says, "Meet me tonight in the tent." <laughs> and she's like, "All right." And that's, that's it. That's that the whole purpose of the scene. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to. And then Terry Scott is depressed. He's sitting on a, <laughs> a bale of hay, and a girl comes up to him and goes, "Do you want to fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, all right." What the, the, the lady comes up to Terry Scott. Yeah, basically yeah. goes, um, "I like you. Do you want to come back to my tent? We'll have sexual intercourse." Yeah. yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, all right." The people who made these films. Yes. <laughs> the wonderful filmmakers. Yeah. Producers, the, the, directors, the elderly men writers who made these films. <laughs> yes. I think because obviously. So, because these ladies, like, Babs is very into fucking Sid. Yes. I think that's established earlier on. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, so oh, look at him. That's part one of the question. Um, and then Terry Scott, who's not a bad-looking fighter. In fact, earlier on when you showed a picture of him wearing just a white T-shirt, generally looked like he was in Apocalypse Now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who the... Also, I mean, I've what? just noticed this. If you don't know that's a bike, that is a massive cock he's got between his legs. <laughs> you know, what? Well, it's not a bike, it's a lady's leg, so you're right, yeah. That's, That's him chasing the girl who wants to fuck him. Was it, what was the name of the lady who plays his wife? Uh, Betty Marsden. He's looking at him, he's got a cup like Betty Marsden's leg there. Um, anyway, so that actually makes more sense. That actually yeah. takes away my question of why the other lady wants to have sex with him. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so ju- it just feels like there's, there's very much an elderly man fantasy in this one about... What, you I mean about every single carry-on film ever made? I can't imagine a middle-aged man writing a script would have well, <coughs> so we've had the Abbey now. Terry Scott comes back to his campsite after having sex, throws Charles Hawtrey out, and tips green stuff on his head, <laughs> and says, "Get out of my tent!" And then takes Betty Marsden and says, "Right, we're going to have sex now." It's immediate sex as well, because as soon yeah. as the uh, zip goes down, she goes, "Oh, Peter!" <laughs> it's immediate. I, this is interesting to me because actually the same thing happens uh, in um, uh, *Karen Abroad*. Yes. Where um, with June, June Whitfield, June Whitfield has yeah. sex with the barman, mm. and then when Kenneth Connor comes back, she's like, "I want more cock." Yeah. yeah. But I, like old wrinkly one. Now. What should happen is both both of those characters should run off with the person they've had sex with, exactly, and yeah, never yeah, go yeah, back. Yeah. To Rather their own than spur partner. them on to have sex yeah. with the elderly man that they're actually. So ter- Terry Scott should have run away with this girl, yeah. gone on holiday like he always wanted to, and then they could have been a carry on abroad. Yeah. And then he gets. You're arrested. trying to do this universe. Thing. I am trying to get the metaverse thing in. No, but you're absolutely right. And why is the Exorcist Code Sick being tipped over? Poor old, because the poor old Hawtrey. If I was scalding hot soup, he'd be like, um, he'd be like melting, melting face. Like raise yeah, ra- Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Great. His little glasses going down. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally uh, so Exorcist, isn't it? <laughs> Terry Scott going. Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me on a hay bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Sid's got a plan, right? Okay, so a party in his tent and Bernie. Billy, Billy, I got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, with Babs and the other one. Don't know her name. 
And he says to stop the girlfriends finding out, he's going to sew their temp flaps together. Bit harsh. Oh, come on, come on. Let's have decorum. <laughs> Please. Come on. I'd have just like put something in their tea or something. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to go with fucking Hellraiser on them. <clears throat> um, but now Hattie Jakes wants to have it off with Ken. She says to him, that night in the hostel, you showed me your true fittings. Now I beg you, let me show you mine. And he says, I don't want to see yours. <laughs> I always enjoy that. It's a good joke. Good joke. Uh, so the girls are excited as a group of hippies suddenly arrive out of nowhere. Right. Uh, the flower buds. Seven minutes from the end, the part I thought I said to you earlier. I thought this was the last third of the film. No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the last seven minutes. There's <laughs> seven minutes on the clock this when they is arrive. Talbot Roth were going, I don't know how to end the film. I don't yeah, know how yeah. to end this. This is, like I said to you earlier, this reminds me of Mad Max. Because Mad Max, <laughs> you think the movie Mad Stay Max with is him. people driving around, right? Mm. It's just the last five minutes. The rest of it is Mad Max goes on holiday. People forget that about Mad Max. <laughs> Nothing happens in this film until these hippies turn up. And then the people who've been trying to get laid, the whole film go, we've got to get rid of these people who are famously easy. Yes. <laughs> this is the big problem, is, is it? Because this is the first time that Sid and Bernie can now have upwards of many partners in sexual intercourse yeah. which is the entire point I, and so can everyone else on the campsite mm. these are a bunch of 60s hippie ravers mm. and this is the moment where they can all finally have their fun but no they want to go to bed because the ravers are turned off at 8 p.m <laughs> <laughs> and they're dancing to the most dullest trad <laughs> hippie <laughs> hang, on, hang on a minute the dancing is brilliant. Music the only is music they could clear on the budget it's yeah. subjective it might be very nice music we don't there's a know. guy who dances like this in it yeah Oh, here we go. I always forget he's an actor. They literally, it's like they spend too much time with Josh Fiddler and they're like, free love, I'd rather pay a pound. <laughs> I'm loving the uh, beautiful uh, sun-kissed ground. <laughs> The thick bog they're all standing in. <laughs> so fucking disgusting. You just you can smell it from here. It smells like I've already just noticed that there's clearly they've put this pad in yeah, there. Yeah, which yeah. is literally for unit vehicles to yeah, get to yeah. the location. And it's still fucking caked in mud. Oh uh, yeah, well, there we go. I would so, still like to have been there at that one then. So the campers are like bloody people coming here wanting to have sex. Let's get rid of them. So they, they tie all their Right, bracelets this, together. You're gonna. You're yeah. Gonna, so oh, this, oh. this, <laughs> this maketh no sense. Um, cat gut threaded betwixt hippies' beads yeah. is somehow used <laughs> to pull off. Come on, <laughs> a group of ravers off a field to stop. That it would just shear through the beads, and then they just carry on. Fucking yeah. Or dancing, or tripping, or whatever they're going to do. It, it's, um, but it does mean that Sid gets to dress up as a hippie, and that's brilliant, brilliant. funny as yeah, hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a question on that. Where the fuck did he get the hippie costume? From the he hippie goes, yeah, costume. He saw in a campsite that's got a false moustache shop. No, I know the answer to this. <laughs> well, the camp shop probably did. So. Deleted scene, I know the answer to this. He shaves Bernie's pubic hair off. Because you've seen Bernie, he's a hairy man. He actually burns it off with a lighter. It's such a horrible, it's a horrible That's scene. That's why it smells oh, so bad. You're like I smell his trout. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Mr. Ben moment, isn't it? He just uh, goes in and just, uh, now we're going to be a hippie. Um, um, I'd love the bit there where they're just pretending to dance. They're threading the cat gut through beads. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and then Julian Holloway uh, plugs something into the... Uh, shorts the circuit and somehow. And it causes the amps to blow up. Yeah. And they also spray... Them with liquid shit. shit. Them? Yeah. yeah, liquid shit. Liquid yeah. shit. Hey, this is the man attacking the kids, you know what I mean? And we're supposed to be on the man's side? No, I don't think no so. No way, I'm with the no. hips. This yeah. is like that episode of Quincy. You can't just say that's like this episode of Quincy. Uh, yeah. Two people. Who that's are like there. me saying that's yeah. like this end, the end of the episode of Howard's Way. It's like, there's an episode of Quincy is, yeah. where uh, he gets involved in the LA punk scene. Oh. <laughs> so you see that. And it's yes. like, uh, punks are all on drugs and killing people. And it's like, calm your tits. Right? And this is exactly like that. Free love. Literally, how nice do all these people look? And our heroes are going, you people are yeah. scum. Right? Exactly. Let's piss on that parade. Let's literally spray industrial shit on them. Well, so they've started the a party at 8 o'clock. It's fine. Some of us you could let them go on to 11 and they're, if you could just turn it down now and move to acoustic. Well, and they'd all be fine, wouldn't they? You just let them get on with it. But no, they want to go to bed at 8. 
Jesus. If I get laid by 7.45, I'll die. Well, because Sid and Bernie at this point, when the flower buds turn up, they're in their tent playing cards and just looking at each other. <laughs> what are we ruining there? Just both naked looking at each other. <laughs> it's the worst game of strip bug I've ever played, Bern. Tell you what, Sid, if it gets really bad, you can touch mine. <laughs> uh, Do you so like Greek plays, Sid? <laughs> Sid, have you ever seen any gladiator films? <laughs> So they ruined this hippies party, which is a real shame. Hippies party? In. It's Woodstock, Paul. They should have done it like a different carry-on film where they all join in at the end and they're all having a great old time. That would have been lovely. Don't you think? That's what they should do because there, should are, there are avatars that carry on. Yeah. Film, they? We have to yeah. go in there and have a laugh, not fucking ruin everything. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so they ruin everything. Yeah. Uh, so, and all the chase place girls. All, all this, basically what we're saying is, if it was us, we'd have got in there and smashed the lights out of all the You'd have, I mean, it was the summer of free love. You'd have been having the weight of a time. Yeah. You'd have been giving him a pounding, I'd tell you that. That should have been Fiddler going, I'm going to give him all a good fucking pounding, I'd tell you that. I don't care about my ends. What do you want to give that lady? Pound. Yeah. It is, oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so all the, all the Chase Base girls go with them. And Charlie, happy... Charlie's on the back. Who? Mr. Muggins. Oh, yeah. waving like that. Yeah. He doesn't even have cameras on at that point. Yeah. That's because they go, do you want some laudanum? And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> they just put a sherry on the back of the truck and that would be fine. He'll probably turn, he probably turns into some sort of Manson character. Just indiscriminately killing. If they did sequels to Lenny Bennett done. was murdered two days later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, John's entertained himself now. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Uh, So there's a good ending, though, for Bernie and Sid when Joan and the other girl are just like, you know, should we just have sex? Let's yeah. not worry about it. Now that the air smells like liquid shit. shit. <laughs> the heady brew that gets the ladies in the mood. A cancelled um, party in a field smelling of shite. But, but, Joan's mum turns up. Yes. But don't worry. <laughs> They release a goat and it chases her away. In fast forward, though, in fast forward, which is always funny. I'd prefer it if that goat was Satan. What I love is, do you prefer if it mounted her? Yes. Fucked her in fast forward at yes. the end? We yeah. don't know what happens. That's the, I didn't watch it at the end of the credits. What <laughs> should happen is someone should pass Joan's mum a doobie. She takes one drift. Drift? Yeah. Smoke. Whatever, I'm not a drug man. And then ends up on with the flower buds and off to California. Ah, oh, that would have been great. Yeah. And then Joan's like, well, let's all dance, dude. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Joan in seconds has gone from, I'm not having sex with you, yeah. to, I'll have sex with you. Not only will I have sex with you, I'll do it to the sounds of my mother being mauled to death by a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kink shame her, but maybe, maybe that was what it was yeah, all along. That's what I mean. Maybe that's her thing. Oh, Farmyard animals assaulting her mother. <laughs> That's what gets her in the mood. Sid for years was like saying Joan was saying I am the goat. I thought it meant greatest of all time, but she just wanted to fuck like a goat. Meanwhile, um, so Terry Scott says to Betty Marsden, well, this is the last camping holiday we're ever going on. In fact, next year, we're going to Monte Carlo on the boat over. We're going to bring all our camping gear. She's like, oh, good. And he goes, yeah, chuck it in the sea. Fuck you and your dreams. So, Sid, Joni, Bernie... What's her response to that, by the way? Like, she we, goes, oh, well, good. She's immediately sort of emasculated by she, And he like says, oh, you'll yes, get the darling. fucking thump in the face again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, not me. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to go on the car. I'm going to push you off a butt, right? Because I had sex with one 23-year-old, mm. who I don't know why you're still in full-time education. But anyway, <laughs> and I reckon I can do better on the continent. Also, I'm joining... <laughs> I'm joining Hawtrey's cult next week. <laughs> We're going to murder Bob Holness. <laughs> so, Sid, Joan and Bernie and the other one all get intense and have sex. Yay! And meanwhile, uh, her mum gets chased <laughs> horrifically, probably terrifying. Gored, I'd imagine. By a goat. With um, some sort of horn up the anus. I imagine that's... Probably has to go to the hospital in Carry On Dockdown, trying to get, trying to get the metaverse going again. 
And then... Metaverse? I hardly knew her. (laughs) (laughs) Barely knew her verse. Anyway, that, ladies and gentlemen, was Carry On Camping. (laughs) Good. And that's the end. That's the end. Um, Do we score them? Yeah, fuck it, why not? Out of ten, go on, Dan. I feel that's harsh. I mean, it's shit. We don't talk about this enough. Emmanuel is a one and the rest are twos. Don't what, all of them? What did you um, give abroad? What did you give Kyber abroad? Is a, I'll go back to Kyber because I think Kyber might actually be genuinely good. The room's gone silent. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I like, like Carry On Sergeant a bit because it's not really a Carry On film, so I'm cool. Do you know what? It gets bad when it gets in the colour. <laughs> what? Well, this is festooned in colour. You gave it a two. Dog shit. Hey, uh, Paul, what would you give it out of Nine. Ten? Nine. <laughs> uh, I'll go... Teen. I'll go in between you both and give it an eight. <laughs> That's a pretty big area to land in there, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it's a wide runway. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think... I, I've made it clear I have issues with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, everyone in it is charming as always. Yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> there's, there's too many logic problems. I know, I know. I'm such but a they, they, no. this, I shouldn't be thinking about logic issues in the camera. Damn, damn. No, this is like our third one. We don't, you've got a lot more to go. You're having you're logic wrong, problems at this one. point. It's the fourth one. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. He's right. It's the fourth one. Oh, fourth one. Yeah. And every time I've gone, guys, come on. And you're like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, I and you fucking, mad. you drove from Wales to do this one. So. <laughs> More for you, I'll I mean, say. I the best day of my life, but I, uh, <laughs> um, I find it. I did look up a couple of things about this film, and I do find it interesting. The I've got the le- literal translations of the uh, international titles. Oh yes, oh. go on. So the Netherlands just went with girls camping. <laughs> just girls camping. That's it. Uh, Poland went with this slightly more esoteric holidays, comma let's go. <laughs> Portugal had the trouble with camping. <laughs> And South America, just in general, my friend had, I want a nudist girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's honest. Oh, there we go. Well, thank you so much for coming. Uh, This has been absolutely, I love this, I know I've come all the way from Wales, but it's not just for this, and I just want to say this is, I I think a lot of people want this, it's also John's birthday. Woo! Woo! Yeah. I'm not going to leave this till, I've got you a couple of gifts. Um, so, I, I hope you don't already have this. The Roger Moore Adventure Book. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually stunning. That is, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Yeah, one of the Snowman by Tenzing. <laughs> I guess Roger How was there. play hopscotch <laughs> with a luga. Well. It was actually a ham hock terrine. Um, also, <laughs> over the years, I've been, I've been, we've, I thought you found out yesterday on Facebook that we've known each other for five years. Five yesterday. years. Good Lord. Yeah, and during that time, you've been a prick about Welsh. And um, so I'm, I would like to give you these two books that were, I don't know if there's any Welsh, give uh, a Welsh in the room. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the enthusiasm of my fucking nation there, that was. Uh, fine. Uh, this is, these are two books on how to speak proper Welsh. It's, oh, called, okay. it's called Talk Tidy. Right? The Art of Speaking Wenglish. And uh, this is basically all the phrases you need. And I think this one, I have a piece uh, here that is just to understand the, it's not Welsh as much as Wenglish. Okay. Which is a combination of the two. And uh, uh, Paul and I have um, been discussing doing a... Um, there we are, bring the mic over here. We're going to do a dramatic reading. Oh, God. Um, to, um, just to give an example of the difference between standard English, or what you call English, okay. and my English, which is Wenglish, the, the, the perfect language. So um, this is... Uh, that's correct, just these sentences. So this is... Uh, Paul will read the English version of a mid-'80s news article, and I will do the beautiful... Wenglish translation. Okay. From there or that line? From, from this line. A senior medical practitioner has warned that more and more doctors are suffering from stress that they end up hating their patients. Right, according to one of them high up doctors, <laughs> heaps and heaps of doctors again in a proper state and they do get to the point where they've gone, they are sick of the sight of their fucking patients. <laughs> 
he further said that it is vital that patients should take more care of their doctors. He went on to say that it's crucial that patients should keep an eye regular on their doctors. Patients can help greatly by telling their doctor how grateful they are for his attention to their ailments. Patients can help a great deal. There's two A's to make it. Great deal. <laughs> help a great deal by telling their doctor they're really grateful for him seeing to their complaints. They can also help by spotting telltale signs. These are being abrupt and dismissive of patients' views, cancelling appointments and smelling of strong drink. <laughs> patients can also lend an hand by keeping their eye for them signs that they do give the show away like this and they'd be awful short-tempered, not paying attention or listening tidy to what patients do tell them, not being there with a promise, faithful and stinking something chronic a beer and whiskey. <laughs> Being observant and having consideration for doctors will help considerably and will ensure that doctors do not become overwrought. Watching points and having a think about how the doctor might be feeling a bit rough now and again will help heaps and heaps to make sure that the doctor don't work himself on a right fucking frazzle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And on that note, I'll say Yakida. Um, I notice there's a forward by Ewan Griffith. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, fuck you. Good night. There we go. But you've had six quid out of us already. Booking fee. Rent. For tent. Booking fee. Rent. For tent. Welcome to paradise. Do we strip off now? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Should we go and meet in the bar? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.